Welcome to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. This show is brought to you by the new novel available on Amazon.com, Exodus 2035. Everybody, let's go out and support that. Let's take that to number one, guys. This show is going to be all about the Amber Geiger case. Without further ado, let's jump right into the information. I'm going to play a few clips and we're going to talk about these clips and really break these things down. Let's get right into it, guys. Oh, at least I not forget. You can catch this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Google Play and Spotify. Everybody should be following me on Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. Hit the like button comment share repost if you like what you hear if you want to support the show just give me a repost hit the like button give me a follow put me on to somebody who you know may not be down yet appreciate all the support guys the audience is growing i'm trying to grow the audience as big as i possibly can i want to keep that momentum going now that all that housekeeping is out the way let's get into it And that failure cost Bo his life. So now Bo is lying, bleeding to death on his floor. She shot him. She calls 911. I'm going to play that 911 call for you. And initially, I felt sympathy for her. And you may too. That's fine. Understand this. You're hearing one side of the story. And you're hearing an unchallenged story. But I think that 911 call is going to be important because I think when you listen critically to what she is saying, you are going to hear that she is as concerned or more concerned about how this is going to affect her than this poor guy on the floor next to her. I think this 911 call is going to do two other things that are vitally important. Number one, there had not yet been an opportunity for her to embellish her story. It was too fast. There had not yet been an opportunity for her to think of how I could state what happened in better light for me. She didn't have an opportunity to uh, get a lot together. And in that 911 call, she tells the call taker exactly why she shot both of them. She said, I shot a guy thinking it was my apartment. I shot a guy thinking it was my apartment. No threat, no recognition of danger. For Amber Geiger, mere presence of someone in her apartment that she thinks is hers means he has to die. And she executed that plan perfectly. If he's black, he got to die. She doesn't one time say, he was coming at me. She doesn't one time say, he had a weapon. She doesn't one time say, he was scaring me. He made me fear for my life. None of that. And that's when she would have said it. The reason is because it didn't happen. She shot Bo because she thought he was in her apartment. And that's it. It wasn't like she didn't have the time to say it. Had there been more to the story? She repeated 19 times, I thought it was my apartment. She had the time and she clearly had the inclination to let the call taker know why she shot him. 
Not one time did she ever say Bo presented any threat to her at all. All right, there you have it. That was the prosecution's opening statement at the murder trial of Amber Geiger, who shot and murdered Botham John, who was in his apartment. The story is, well, not the story. This is what she claimed. She claimed she came home from a hard day of work, being a police of being a police officer in the city of Dallas. And she believes she walked into what she thought was her apartment, saw an intruder, saw an intruder, and pulled her firearm and shot and killed the intruder. And then she realized, oops, this is my apartment. Who did I just shoot and kill? <laughs> now, look, let's address the elephant in the room. How the hell do you not know where you live? I've lived in apartments for many years, quite a few different apartment buildings. I've never mistaken anybody's apartment for mine after a long, hard day at work. Apartments have numbers. You have an address. You have a, a door. You don't know where you live. Was this woman high? Was she on something? She just came home from work and, for, and forgot where she lived and just stumbled into the wrong apartment. How how you do that? I mean, that, that's weird. You guys let me know. Any of you guys ever lived in an apartment before? D did you ever mistake somebody else's apartment for your own when you were sober? How does that happen? How do you just walk into somebody else's apartment? If you're not intoxicated, if you're not under the influence of any substance, you are clear in mind and you just whoops happened to walk into somebody else's apartment like it don't even okay you stumble into the wrong apartment you thought it was yours and you see a black man sitting there on the couch and you, your first instinct is to take out pull out your firearm and blow him away now amber geiger is a trained police officer if she truly thought that was her apartment why didn't she try and someone had broken in why didn't she try to subdue the perpetrator why didn't she try to arrest him she said she thought it was her apartment obviously he wasn't any threat he because he he wasn't a threat because he was sitting in his apartment he was actually sitting on his couch eating vanilla ice cream when he was shot now part of amber geiger's defense was which we're going to play next or sometime in this broadcast we might not get to that clip a part of her defense was she shot him because she was so scared for her life how are you scared of somebody sitting on the couch eating a bowl of vanilla ice cream even if you thought it was your apartment if i was to come at home to my apartment today and see a strange man sitting on my couch eating some vanilla ice cream my first question is who are you and what are you doing here how'd you get into my place why why, why are you eating vanilla ice cream my, my first instinct isn't to, man, I got to murder this guy right now. It just, it don't make sense. But it actually does. If you put into the context of the system that we live in. And the fact that 
a police officer can shoot and kill a black person at any time and always be given the benefit of the doubt. Like the prosecutor said, she didn't have enough time to get her lie together. Also throughout this trial, they exposed some racist text messages between Amber Geiger and some of her fellow police officers that really establishes her anti-black mindset. And the reason that black man is dead right now is just because he's black. If she would have walked into a white person, if she would have walked into the apartment of a white person mistakenly, as she claims, and seen a white man sitting on the couch eating ice cream, her first instinct would not to be to draw her firearm and start shooting. But she's seen a black face and she automatically went into white supremacy mode because black face means you got to die. During the trial, the text messages that were exposed between Amber Geiger and some of her fellow police officers, one, I believe, was uh, one of her partners that who was married that she was having a sexual affair with. They were working uh, MLK parade and they were making well, Amber Geiger specifically was making fun of the fact that Martin Luther King Jr. was dead. Which is very disrespectful to the memory of Martin Luther King Jr. And she also talked about other fellow police officers that happened to be black, talking about their professionalism and, and the way they work. And man, you know, I was the only white officer there. You know, it's all these black cops down there and they just they just work so, so, so different. Setting the precedence that they were less than. They also cracked some type of weird joke about, you know, a, a German shepherd being racist. It, it, it just sets the tone of anti-black sentiment within Amber Geiger. I don't understand why this trial should have been a federal hate crime, really. Because the only reason, I'll say it again, the only reason that Boham, I hope I'm not cutting his name up, the only reason that Mr. John is not alive today is because he's black. He was sitting in his own apartment, on his own couch, minding his own business, eating his own ice cream, and this woman just walked in and murdered him. If he was not a black man, it would not have went down that way at all. Let's listen to the 911 call. Hi, this is um, off-duty officer. Um, can I get, I need emails. Um, uh, I'm in number... Um, I'm an off-duty officer. I thought it was in my apartment, and I shot a guy thinking that he was thinking it was my apartment. He shot someone? Yes, I thought it was my apartment. I'm fucked. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Okay, and the, where, where are you at right now? I'm in... Uh, what do you mean? I'm inside the apartment with him. Hey, come on. What's in. your name? I'm Amber Geiger. I need to get me... I'm, I'm in... Okay, we have help on the way. 
I know, but uh, I'm, I'm going to lose my job. I thought it was my apartment. Okay, I'm just fine. Hold on. That whole time, she just kept saying, I'm going to lose my job. I'm effed. I thought it was my apartment. Hey, man, get up. Get get up. You, you okay, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, this whole time she's thinking about herself and what she's going to lose and how she's in trouble. She just murdered a dead guy. She just walked into a guy's apartment and shot and killed him. She's not thinking nothing about this brother. She's only thinking about herself. Now, during this trial, actually, let's, where do I want to go to next? So Amber Geiger is found guilty. And I didn't get excited. I didn't jump up and down. I didn't, you know, hoop and holler because I wanted to wait till the sentencing. Because I remember what happened with Peter Liang. Y'all remember him? That's the New York City police officer that shot and killed Akai Gurley. And he was found guilty of murder and he served no jail time. I didn't even know you can do that. Look that up. This is an ancient history. This was within the last four or five years. Peter Liang was found guilty, was was a police officer on duty responding to a call. The call was not about a Kai Gurley. He was in a building walking up the stairwell. A Kai Gurley was coming down the stairwell. Peter Liang pulled his gun, shot and killed Akai Gurley. Now, he says, you know, the, the gun went off by accident and, you know, the bullet, I think he said like the bullet ricocheted and, and hit him or whatever. The bullet came from his gun. He pulled the trigger. Akai Gurley died. In New York City, they found him guilty of murder. And when it came time to the sentencing, the prosecution recommended he serve no jail time. And the judge went along with it. And he did not serve one day in jail for killing the guy girly, even though he was found guilty of murder. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that. So Amber Geiger gets found guilty, is found guilty of murder, which, you know, it should have been a federal hate crime. And then when it comes down to the sentencing, she got sentenced to 10 years. 10 years for murder? That's a light sentence. You got to think about it. She gets served 10 years. She'll be home and and, she'll do less than five. Four years with good behavior. She'll be home. Mr. John is dead. He's never coming home. I have an uncle that did eight years for using drugs. He wasn't a drug seller. He wasn't a gangster. He wasn't a criminal. He wasn't a menace to society. Only person he was really hurting was himself. And he got sentenced to eight years in prison. She only had sent for murder. Hmm. We know what that's all about. She had the complexion for the protection. And doing, doing, the judge was acting like she low-key didn't want to give her anything. I mean, the judge is giving her hugs and gave her a Bible and <laughs> the judge act like she wanted to just break down and cry like why y'all doing this to this white woman let's get into the next clip the judge which was a black female by the way 
has reached a verdict in the case of the former Dallas police officer charged with killing her neighbor, finding her guilty of murder. Casey Stiegel in a moment, but let's listen to this now. Ms. Geiger and your team, would you please stand? We, the jury, unanimously find the defendant, Amber Geiger, guilty of murder as charged in the indictment. No outburst. And it is signed by the presiding juror, who is juror number 11. Mr. Rogers, would you like to have the jury poll? All right. You may be seated, Ms. Geiger. Uh, we're going to take a break. Um, you all will have a long lunch break today. And we will resume court at 1 p.m. Amanda Geiger is the former Dallas police officer. As you've been following this case, she came home to what she claimed was her apartment, and inside that apartment, she shot a man. Uh, after calling 911, she said at least 20 times during that 911 call, Sandra, that I thought it was my apartment. I thought it was my apartment. The but it was. sound you hear in the background is the family of the deceased who are reacting inside that courtroom. This is a Southside Dallas apartment. Uh, she said she confused his apartment for her own. She walked in. The, the door that eventually we're able to confirm was left slightly ajar. Uh, the um, prosecutor made the case in the courtroom that he had a very distinct red mat outside of his apartment to make it very clear because so many of the apartments looked identical in that apartment building. Um, Botham Jean is All the apartments look identical. Bottom right hand corner of your screen. He was 26 year old. She was shot by that police officer. She walked in fully dressed in her police uniform that evening. Yeah, Jean lived in the upstairs apartment. This happened in late 2018 as he sat in his living room uh, eating vanilla ice cream on a sofa and that's where his life ended that day. Jury Ten years is a very light sentence for murder. Very light sentence. Like I said, she'll do less than four and she'll be home. Now, the other big the big story that, that really came down about this case is, you know, the family of Mr. John and how they were acting and them <laughs> forgiving Amber Geiger. And, you know, they look, I, I don't want to get into that. Um. I don't have this 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 platform to criticize or talk down upon other black people specifically. But what I will say in general is too many black people are using religion as an excuse to coon. Too many black people are using the name of Jesus as an excuse to be good Negroes for Massa. It's that, it's that house Negro mentality. No matter what a white person does, it's, it's all right. Just forgive them and 
hug them and love them. And, you know, that's what Jesus wants us to do. If a black person was to step on their shoe, they'd never forgive that black person a day in their life. If they was to witness a black person commit a crime, they call the police and pray the police throw that black person under the jail. If Meek Mill pop a willy on a motorcycle and gets sentenced to five years in prison, they say, good, that's what he get. He shouldn't have been out there on that motorcycle anyway. If a white person walks in and shoots up the whole church. They praying and forgiving them before he even sees his day in court. You remember Dylan Storm Roof? Now, the family members of Mr. John are forgiven and hugging Amber Geiger before she even spends one day on her jail, her light jail sentence. You're talking about forgiveness, forgiveness. You got to have justice before you can have forgiveness. And if you live in an unjust system that's not going to punish people equally for crimes that are committed, how can you how can you forgive someone when they when they're not paying for the crime that they committed? The system forgave Amber Gaga when they gave her that little weak ass 10 years. They don't give a damn about the life of this black man. All they want to do is, is, is run up and hug a white person and talk about how much they forgive him and how Jesus love him. <laughs> it don't make any sense. At all. They want to use scriptures, the script, Ecclesiastes 7 and 7. Oppression make a wise man mad. They want to ignore that and run straight to the forgiven. We forgive you. No matter what you do to us, boss, we're going to pray for you and we're going to love you. It makes no sense. I guarantee you some of these same black folks know other black people who they can't get to stand that they will never forgive. But they'll forgive a white person. They'll forgive their oppressor for anything. Because they just. <laughs> they really what they really look. They not fooling me. What they really doing is using religion to show how white people, how good a slave they are. That's really what it is. Come on, man. This don't make no sense. And I'm not talking. I'm talking in general. I'm not talking about nobody specifically. Because it's too many black people out there hiding behind religion. They're docile and they're being cowardice. No other group does that. Who, who does that really? Have you ever seen white people so, so forgiving toward the other group of people that that commits crimes against them? Huh? I have yet to see the white person that wants to hug and love on and pray for, you know. Islamic e extremists. Yeah, they're is Islamic extremists. And, you know, they blew up the World Trade Center and 9-11 and Osama bin Laden and all that. But let's just love them and forgive them and, and hug them. no. They don't get down like that. I have yet to see the Jewish person that wants to hug and love and forgive the Nazi. Yeah, they neo Nazis, but you know, let's let's pray for them and let's hug them and you know, let's 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 forgive them and let's nah. They don't move. <laughs> they don't get down like that because it's nonsense and it's foolishness and it's not productive. They want justice. They want justice. 
And they ain't scared to, to fight for it. Not at all. Let's get into the next clip. Uh, two things, because it's really important here. He's a wonderful guy, so get off of him. He he's, and religious, by the way. Yeah, he's talking about religious, John's talking about finding Christ and stuff like that. I am not at all religious, uh, and and that kind of talk does not appeal to me. But he, this is why I praise religious people. Uh, and you got to you got to context is important, etc. So he's a wonderful religious person who has forgiveness in his heart and has hope in his heart. And they're using religious as a cold word for docile. Every time you hear the word religious, think docile. Believes in humanity, okay. Now, the macro issue is some folks in this country, particularly African-Americans, culturally were taught a form of Christianity where they were constantly forgiving transgressions against them. I don't think that was an accident. I think the white power structure in the South back in the day taught them, no, you're not gonna get anything in this life. Everything's in the afterlife and you're supposed to bow your head and you're supposed to forgive me for all the transgressions I'm doing against you. Now, if it was equally applied and you saw white folks back in the day or even today going and saying, oh, that black guy killed my family member, can I give him a hug? Because I immediately want to forgive him. And do they do that from time to time? Yes, and it's usually very good Christians who do that, right? But does it happen on a regular basis culturally? Not that often. But instead, in Charleston, when Dylan Roof went and shot up that church and killed all those black folks and wanted to start a race war, immediately there was talking about, talk about forgiving him, forgiving him. Yeah. I don't remember the last time there was a Muslim defendant and anybody talked about forgiveness. That clip courtesy of the Young Turks. It's, it's funny. I didn't know he was going to go there with it. I just said that. But, hey, we got to come up out that, that docile house Negro coon spirit. Like he said, your oppressor has used religion to turn you into a good slave. And that's not what your religion is about. Pick up that book and read it for yourself. Pick up that Bible and read it for yourself. It is a revolutionary book full of revolutionary acts, full of people who are anti-establishment, who stood up for themselves, who stood up against the power structure and fought for what was right all throughout that book. All right. That book it ain't for cowards. Don't be fooled. And this Amber Geiger case, look. A lot of y'all black folks is going to have to move out the way. A lot of y'all black folks with that coon docile spirit. Y'all going to have to move out the way. Because it's time for us as a group. It's time for us to get up and fight for justice. And we can't be out here fighting for justice with y'all hugging and forgiving every every murderer, every church shooter. Y'all want to love on them and forgive them and give them Bibles and, you know, give them a light jail sentence. With, now with this judge, I'm, I don't know much, much about this judge. I'm curious. How many black people has she thrown the book at? How many black people have gone in her courtroom on drug charges who never hurt anybody who got way more than 10 years? And I'm sure they didn't get a Bible in a hug. Why y'all why y'all saying prayers and forgiving and praying for these white folks? They walking around like this. 
This happened just last week. This is a white woman. That's the same type of white woman they be, they be praying for. Yeah, she's on drugs or something. This is the same white woman they want to get no, Bibles to. Y'all want to lay hands on her. Y'all want to invite her to y'all church. I would, you're kill, disturbing I would kill a nigger, but the law says I can't kill the niggers. If the law didn't say that I couldn't kill the niggers, they'd all be dead. Now, while you out here praying and giving Bibles to and hugging, that's how they feel about you. Man, I'm telling y'all something. <laughs> Man, it's, it's it's an unfortunate thing to say, but everybody that <laughs> everybody that look like you is not your family. Some people gonna have to move out the way, and some of us that are serious, serious about getting some justice out here, we 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 gonna have to push these other folks out the way and, and take the charge. Hey, we just finished with the Amber Gaga case. I, when's the next one coming? Who's gonna be next? What black person is going to fall victim to white supremacy next? Who's going to be the next Amber Geiger? Hmm? Who's going to be the next Peter Le- Peter Liang? I'm saying it wrong. Well, who's who's going to be the the next victim? Who's going to be the next victim of a racist police officer who sees a black face and automatically reaches for their weapon so they can blow him away? Until the next time, this has been the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast brought to you by the new novel Exodus 2035 available on Amazon.com. Pick that up. Leave a review. You can find this show on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify and Google Play. Catch you guys next time.